0: Welcome to the Founders and Creators podcast, a series of interviews and discussions with founders, creators and leaders from the tech industry in Milton Keynes and beyond. This podcast is brought to you by Protospace, an initiative to support, connect and grow the tech community in Milton Keynes. Today we're speaking to Lewis Knight, Programme Manager at Bioregional a charity and social enterprise founded in 1994 by Sue Riddleston and Puran Desai, two environmental entrepreneurs based in South London who wanted to develop more sustainable ways of living. Lewis also leads Oxfordshire Greentech, a business network supporting the growth of the low-carbon sector in Oxfordshire. Hi, Lewis. Thanks, Simon thanks for joining us this evening really great to have you here okay um i guess really to kind of kick things off um so obviously your your role is a kind of program manager at at bioregional but um perhaps you could kind of introduce bioregional uh it's kind of history perhaps some of its kind of major projects and also its kind of current projects
1: yeah sure can do um i thought i thought maybe someone i can just just spend a couple of minutes just introducing myself, where where I've um, come from. Um, it's always quite strange doing these, and this is the first time I've done one of these Zoom ones where I can't see. Who else is in the room apart from yeah. the other speakers? So yeah. I assume there are lots of other people out there. Um, I just can't see it. Um, yeah. So as you said, yeah, um, I'm Lewis. I work for uh, BioRegional, and um, I'll give them a little introduction in a minute. Um, so yeah, i spent my entire sort of working life has been in the sort of in the sustainability sector. I've worked for a number of local authorities. Um, so I worked um, across Bedfordshire, um, so not far from um, MK, um, and then. I moved down to uh, the building research establishment down near Watford um, and then about eight years ago just under eight years ago I moved to Bioregional uh, specifically to work on the um, Ecotown project over in uh, Bister, which is a town in Oxfordshire not a million miles away from uh, Milton Keynes itself um, and the reason I'm a little bit late today was um, um, I was just on a board meeting uh, for a social enterprise that I'm a director of which is called Bista Green um, which is really exciting so we're sort of a successful social enterprise um that we've created a reuse center in the town um and use waste as a catalyst for uh, yeah for uh, learning and things like that so that's a bit about me um so bioregional um who are we uh, so we're a charity and a social enterprise uh, we're 26 years old now so founded in 94 by um two um, sort of environmental entrepreneurs down in South London, uh, Sue Riddleston and Pauren and Desai, um, who really wanted who really wanted a more sustainable way of living. Um and um I guess we're best known for creating our One Planet Living framework, which was developed in the sort of early 2000s, Um that really came from our experience of planning and working with many others to develop the uh, BEDZ, which um, for the young people on the audience, uh, I think every single GCSE student um, or, for, or for some time um, learns about BEDZ um, um, in their geography lessons. So um, that was kind of the UK's first attempt at a, um, at a uh, eco community. And it's where our headquarters are still based now. Um, and so really using that learning um and developing one planet living um we provide a whole range of different sustainability services uh, to make it easier for people to live a more sustainable uh lifestyle um that includes we work with major developers um to create pioneering eco communities uh, we support businesses big retailers small retailers uh, to cre- uh, to create more sustainable products and services um and and yeah we've been we've been um working across sort of five different continents so we don't just work in the uk we're very much a global um um organization um and i guess really some of the sort of really live projects at the moment um and i guess really pertinent to the audience um and here in milton keynes um we're working closely with first base uh on the redevelopment of the saxon court um Uh, development in uh, Central MK uh, to create a new sort of grade A office space, flexible workspaces, uh, some uh, built to rent homes, uh, and also some retail and community spaces uh, right in the the, um, heart of Milton Keynes. And really our role is we're using our One Planet Living framework and our experience and our expertise to frame and guide and steer the sustainability approach. So um, yeah, we've undertaken a really detailed analysis of the needs of the city um the region but also the planet um to look at what this development needs to do what does it need to respond to um and we um, we're now at this stage where we're working with the design team to create a really innovative and ambitious sustainability action plan um looking at lots of things um you know independent retail shops pop-up events uh flexible workspace for sort of um entrepreneurs um cafes local local um restaurants and local um, retailers as well um and yeah some of our other big projects i just mentioned bed Zed, um but um personally very connected to the um, ecotown site over in vista um really exciting zero carbon development um uh, we also uh, have helped um on the uh, there's a fantastic new tourism resort just outside Paris Um, you can get there by the Eurostar called uh, Village Nature which is a um, a collaboration between Centre Parks and Euro Disney Um, when this when this pandemic is finally easing um, I would strongly urge people you know if they're if they're looking for a sort of a really sustainable place to go on um, holiday Village Nature is fantastic but we also work with huge corporates uh, Nando's Uh, b&q wilco all those types of um, organizations um so that hopefully simon gives you a a good overview as to um who we are and what we do
0: that's fantastic thanks lewis could you could you maybe sort of go into a bit more depth around the kind of one planet living framework sure Um, and the sort of i guess the principles and and the sort of impact i guess that it's making yeah obviously it's kind of you know it's global it's like there's you know, over half a million people have kind of adopted it. It's um, yep. so really interesting to hear more about that framework.
1: Yeah, sure. So One Planet Living is, it's really, yeah, um, I think the best way to describe it is it's is it's steeped in science. So it's steeped in the concept of ecological footprinting, which is if we all lived um, the way that we do in the UK or the majority of Western Europe, we'd actually need three planets to support ourselves. And clearly that's not sustainable. So one Planet Living is really our vision um, of a world where we live within our Earth's resources. Um, and we've developed this framework, which we think is brilliant um, and uh, hopefully others do as well. And it breaks down sustainability into 10 really easy to understand principles. Usually this is where I'd have a slide deck and I would sort of point to it. But um, uh, there's sort of 10 very colourful um, uh, principles and they range from health and um, happiness through to concepts of equity and local economy and culture and community the kind of softer side of sustainability the more social elements down through to the more um, harder uh, metrics um, um, such as um, sustainable transport zero waste zero carbon energy Um, and really we use that as our as our sort of guiding light to, uh, in kind of how we work with all of our different um, partners um and um yeah it's it is also we've developed sort of goals and guidance that sit that that um sit behind that that kind of wrap around it I think it's important to say that the framework is is sort of open source it's free for anyone to use our, like our view is the problem is too big for us to put our arms around something and say no you you know we can only help you if you give us money you know what we're saying is we are here to help support you and here's lots of free stuff if you want to you know if you want extra guidance and support then um, you know where we are Um, so we've developed goals and guidance for uh, for specific sectors Um, so they provide uh, um, advice and ideas on sort of actions and targets and indicators so we've got them for businesses we've got them for schools we've got them for community groups and we've got them for sort of uh developments and um uh resorts um um, as well and really we try and encourage um users of the one plant living frame uh, of one plant living to create an action plan uh, to kind of prove what are they doing you know what are they aspiring to and how are they going to get there and how are they going to monitor it and we have we have an endorsement process so on our website you'll be able to see all of our leaders um so those are leaders that have developed action plans and um uh and have sort of had them peer reviewed and sort of had that sort of third party um stamp um but as you said um latest count there's sort of over six hundred thousand people we think are living in visiting or working at organizations communities and cities that have committed to one plant living and that's fantastic but we want more um we've trained up almost a thousand people in sort of how to use one plant living so we try and sort of um, integrate that thinking um but we're also really keen to make it more accessible. So we have a whole range of free resources um, and we've expanded our training offer to enable those that maybe sustainability is not their core focus. You know, our big thing is we need to stop shouting inside of our own bubble. Um, we need to sort of get out uh, um, outside of our, echo chamber so we've been looking at how we can adapt um our training materials sort of how we communicate and talk about one planet living to make it far more accessible and inclusive um and we've developed a digital platform that i think for the kind of techie audience i think that'd be really interesting for um too so that's just called oneplanet.com um so it's a very intuitive digital platform that anyone can just jump in and start to begin to take their first step to understand how um they can take um they can start their sustainability journey um yeah um
0: amazing thank you that's that's a really nice segue actually on to um talking a little bit about um oxfordshire green tech which you're you you kind of manage and look after can you can i talk a bit about how that got started and some of the kind of key partners and and perhaps sort of successes to kind of date
1: yeah sure i mean it's, a, it's yeah, it's a really good point. I mean, so Oxir Green Tech is a it, um, is a new business network, um, and um, I, I guess I'm not a business network person. I've just kind of learned, I've just kind of learned this, and I've sort of uh, developed into the role. Um, but really, Oxir Green Tech came from a huge um, ERDF funded. Project across um, Oxfordshire called Ox Futures. that was all about growing the low carbon economy, um, and this stemmed from the idea that the low carbon sector is worth so much across Oxfordshire but it but it needs to grow. And this concept that we need to stop looking at low carbon as this sort of niche bit of the economy. Um, you, you know, we need. You know, there is an emergency on, and we need to see the economy as low carbon, not you have a low carbon economy and then you almost have a sort of non low carbon economy you know so really ox futures was all about how do we grow and um incubate that um low carbon economy and um uh, one of the concepts was there needs to be a network that can sort of represent that um and out of that came uh came Oxfordshire green tech so it was co-developed by by a regional um uh, local authority in um, Oxfordshire called Cherwell so that covers Bicester and Banbury uh, principally and um, also Cambridge Cleantech as well so um, you can see where our name came from it was very much leaning on sort of what the Cambridge um, guys are doing and they've done a very successful job uh, been operating for I think seven or eight years in the Cambridge sub-region um, sort of representing the clean tech um, um, organisations up there um, and And really, we were looking to kind of uh, recreate that and have these two fantastic networks at either end of this amazing uh, sort of knowledge spine um, along the Oxford-Cambridge corridor. Um, So, yeah, we launched uh, almost two years ago, actually, to the day. Um, So we had about 250 um, attendees at the Saïd Business School in the centre of Oxford. And really, that's where we launched it. Um, the network now is over 120 members big so it's a membership um, organization um, but it's a really diverse uh, dynamic uh, membership base so we have those organizations that you would think is very techy so sort of small startup innovative organizations that are providing really obvious low-carbon solutions but also those that you wouldn't think as tech or even low carbon we've got the printing companies that i'll talk about in a minute we've got laundry companies we've got estate agents uh, lawyers accountants so really we're a very broad church and um and yeah just really trying to make that as inclusive as possible and really our goal um is to make oxychere that sort of node a nodal center for um innovation um so we've so principally what do we do we We bring people together. We enable them to collaborate um, uh, through sort of practical problem solving, through collaborative funding bids. Um, We facilitate networking and collaborations, as as I've just mentioned. Um, We inspire and showcase. So we provide um, a real platform um, for um, our members to sort of show what they're doing. And what we found is there's a lot of sort of internal membership trading. So people are almost using the membership base as almost like a vetted group of organizations, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, And I think what sets us aside from just a typical business network, because I feel like anybody can do that. Anyone can bring people together. What we do is we actually try and provide really practical, sustainable advice. And I think that's one of the benefits of having a sustainability organization such as bioregional helping to run that network is we can provide real practical um um, solutions so recently um we've just enabled four of our founding members to sort of begin and start their own sustainability action plans and that's kind of free to them so that's a real benefit um as being part of the membership and i guess one of the other big things is we is we put on lots of different events um so a real varied range of events around specific uh, sort of tech themes so around mobility oxford has a real mobility focus um around the built environment and and the sort of smart cities um around circuit uh, around circularity um a lot of our members are sort of in and around that circular economy um and then we have a very big focus um as you'd imagine with lots of sort of small businesses um around access to finance and investment um so um yeah um we've got some really exciting members um i can sort of touch on them if you wanted yeah, Simon. Yeah, if that's sort of... sure, so that yeah sad. i mean we've we've got we've got big we've got big entities so local authorities are part of our membership base which i think is really important i think what we found with Green Tech is you need the big organizations to um to sort of get the small organizations because the small organizations want to speak to those bigger ones but then at at the same time those bigger organizations want to speak to those smaller um, SMEs they can provide um innovative solutions for them so so we have those bigger entities um we have some fantastically brilliant um SMEs so ones that spring to mind are um Oxwash who some of you may have heard Obviously, started in Oxford, spin out from um, um, a couple of graduates um, from Oxford University. They've t- just totally re engineered the whole laundry process from the ground up. So, looking at um, uh, water reclamation, sort of reusing sort of 60, 70% of the water, microfiber filtration, which catches sort of 90, 95% of all the fibers, which stops microplastics going into the watercourses. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, And they've just started new uh, premises um, up in Cambridge and in London now. Um, And they've just uh, a few last year, they got about £1.4 million worth of seed funding. um, Some of that coming from BidStone, the co-founder of uh, Twitter. So a really obvious example of taking, I guess, kind of Stone Age um, ideas of kind of laundry, like how do we clean stuff and just like putting it in the sort of space age, really. Um, which is fantastic. Um, another one of our members, which you would think of as a clean tech or a sort of green tech is a uh, C Corp printers. Um, they recently got the highest B Corp scoring of any printing company, and they got awarded the most sustainable SME in Europe a few years ago. Um, so this is a printing company that typically the printing sector is one of the most uh, polluting sectors. Um you think they take a lot of resource uh, in terms of paper and ink and water and it's fairly polluting and sort of what they put back in and they've just flipped that totally on the head so um all of so they're a planet positive um um organization so uh they only use zero carbon energy for all of their practices uh they're also zero waste to landfill um they've reinvented the, the printing process so they use leds and waterless printing which is just so, so, yeah just really game-changing and all and what i love about secor is they've thought about that big picture stuff you know how do we like transform the way that we operate but all the way down to the tiny little things so if you go to their office in uh, sort of east oxford they have an on-site wormery so all of the staff when they have their leftovers of food they can put it into the wormery and they have these really hungry tiger worms and what they do is at the end of the year they create Sort of what they call sea caught worm juice so at the bottom of that is really concentrated fertilizer that's come from this on-site wormery and they give that out to sort of their clients and things and it's just a beautiful example of how you can change um what what could be a very polluting um uh, business and just make it absolutely fantastic um we have some other organizations such as green unit who make passive house uh, pods Um, Oxford Product Design an amazing design company based in the heart of Oxford that are actively changing their business model and their whole view is we're sick of building or designing or helping people build crap stuff that is damaging the earth and so they are they are looking at how they can include things like circular economy um, end of life when they're actually engaging with their clients that typically might not even be thinking about that and I and and I find that really uh, I find that really exciting. Um, yeah, and, and I guess just one last one, Simon, which is uh, which is a bit close to my heart is um, electrogenic, which uh, takes sort of old, uh, which takes old uh, classic cars and puts electric motors into them. And I just think that's such a fantastic um, visual um, and kind of obvious bit of sort of green tech, which is yeah, yeah, taking old VW transporters and putting fantastic um, um, electric motors in them. So, yeah, hopefully that gives you a real good sort of lowdown as to sort of who we are, what we do, and some of the members that we have.
0: Amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Lewis. Thanks for listening to this episode of Founders and Creators, brought to you by Protospace. To find out more about this podcast and our initiative, please visit protospace.uk.